Welcome, my love. Welcome to the Legacy of Soul podcast. I'm your host, Chiara Pralla, and it is such an honor for me to receive you into this space with me today. In this podcast, we dive deep into all things sacred leadership, devotion-driven business, the evolution of self and soul liberation. If you hear a calling within to serve this world, to speak your truth and to offer your wisdom in the name of love, you have come to the right place. Here you will find all the tools, teachings and transmissions you need to answer your calling, to take responsibility for all the magnificent gifts that God has given you and to expand into your fullest and brightest expression of self. Now I invite you to take a deep breath in with me, allowing yourself to feel into the radiant, beautiful and powerful self that you are. And on the out-breath, letting anything that feels dense and heavy to you go. One more deep breath in. Allowing yourself to expand into the magnitude of your being and sighing anything that is not serving you anymore out. (laughs) Thank you, my love. And now let's dive right into today's episode. Enjoy. I love you. I see you. I honor you. I am you. Wow, I just got off the call with Nikki, our podcast guest of today. And first of all, I want to welcome you into the space. You are in for such a beautiful conversation. I mean, I knew that we would have a really potent collaboration together, but I had no idea how profound and deeply inspiring it would get. We're talking a lot about abundance and most of all about pain about the dark side of life and how you can transmute that into the power to create the life that you desire to call in that not only abundance and wealth but really anything you desire I cannot like there's nothing to add to this conversation there's so many gems in there there's so much beauty in there so much wisdom in there so much activation and healing so um, without any further ado I do want to let you into the episode and before I do that I only want to mention that I would really, it would really mean a lot to me if you reached out to us on Instagram, letting us know what the greatest inspiration was, what really touched you and what this episode made you realize and feel and get in contact even deeper. (laughs) So my love, without any further ado, now, yes, I'll leave you inside of the episode and enjoy it. Well, hello there, Nikki. I'm so honored and excited to have you on this podcast today. I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing. Yes, thank you for having me. I know that you and I have gone back and forth and I really believe in divine timing. So today is the perfect day. It is. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I'm Nikki Cosmo. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, a spiritual mentor, and an educator. So multifaceted, but everything blends pretty well together. Uh, my expertise lies in grief, loss, PTSD, and um, death. However, all of that plays into everything we do. Like I know we're going to talk about money and abundance later. Grief, loss, PTSD, and death plays into everything. So <sighs> yes, playing with the dark side of the lightness. I know in the spiritual community, it can be really light all the time. So I like to introduce, well, the darkness is just as important. You know? I'm having goosebumps all over my body, literally <laughs> shivers. Uh, yes, I resonate with that so much. It's also a part of my work that I'm stepping more into more and more because it's not just, you know, like rainbows and unicorns. It's so important to see the dark side and to look at it without fear, you know, and without judgment. And I th think especially that part of abundance, which is so connected to our self-worth, which is so connected to the way we see ourselves has so much to do with, with the dark side and with looking at that and, um, traumas and, um, yeah. So very, very excited about this conversation where it's going to lead us. Me so too. share, share with us a little bit about your own journey of abundance, because I know that there's a story to share. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Southern California in a town called Calabasas, which is now really, really well known for the Kardashians. And Kanye West came out with his line and you can get a pair of shoes that say Calabasas on it. But before they came into town, it was always a very affluent town. Like I think it has the most gated communities per like square foot or whatever in the whole United States. Um, it's a great place to grow up, but I always recognized at a young age that I grew up on, you guys can't see me, but I'm doing the bunny ears quotations, the poorer side of Calabasas. By no means were we poor, but it was like lower middle class. So I grew up around affluence and wealth my whole life. It was just around me, but my, my family and I didn't have it, but something within me knew that, that I was no different from the people I saw. Somehow at a young age, I had this wisdom that I, I saw this person with a big mansion or the nice Mercedes Benz. And I thought, well, if they can get it, so can I. So at a young age, I was already asking questions like, well, okay, how, how do I do that? My parents don't so much have that but I want that. And how do I get it? And I just had this drive from a young age. So the story is very winding of where I went and why I went there. So I'll try to keep it a straight line. Um, you know, I, I think it's my perseverance that really got me to this place of abundance. You know, I hit a million in my own personal business not that long ago, which was a huge uh, milestone for me because there were times in my life where I was literally driving a car that was being held together with duct tape that a friend, <laughs> a friend gave me for free. <laughs> I know? love it. Yeah. And I, there was a time in my life that I was interning in Beverly Hills, like the most flashy place ever. And I had no money that I was drinking the coffee, the free coffee, because I had no money to buy lunch. So before I go on a tangent, I guess I want the listeners to know that you can come from a place of, you know, maybe lower middle class or feeling like you don't have a lot or you're looking at it all around you. You can get from point A to B where I am now. Anybody can. Anybody can. So 
again, before I go on tangent, I'll sort of leave it at that. I love that. I think it's so inspiring. I don't know what's going on. I don't usually have that, but I have shivers all of the time when you're talking. And that's when I know like there is some real wisdom there. It's like how my body tells me. And it's also super interesting. I feel very connected with that story because I grew up around Munich uh, in Germany. So there's also a lot of wealth there, a lot of money. And um, especially like I grew up at a lake close to there and there is a lot of money. And um, my dad works with old Italian racing cars. So also like people, very specific niche with a lot of money. So we, mm-hmm. I was always surrounded by that. And I was also like, we always had everything we needed, but it wasn't that I was in that, you know, in that um, luxury state that I saw so many people in. And mm-hmm. I know I would love to have your opinion on that because I recognize that at one point I kind of wanted to be part of all of that. When I was a teenager, I was like, I want the Louis Vuitton. I want, the, you know, like I want all the things. And then I realized though, that it was more driving me away from myself, you know? So like the, the aspiration to go after wealth for me at that point came from a lack in my own, in my own self-worth, I guess, you know? So I would love to have your opinion on that. How can people differentiate a little bit between the the aspiration for wealth from an empowered standpoint of, I want to experience that because I want to, and I want to experience that so that I can be seen as the same, you know what I mean? Like the empowered versus disempowered approach. Yeah, well, I I have to back it up a little. So I'm always going to leave truth bombs with you guys. And yes. as you know, like I'm, I'm never going to like play it easy on you guys. I guess I would pull it back and say, well, does it really matter? Okay. Does it really matter? Like someone might want a Louis Vuitton so they can look super cool and popular. Mm-hmm. Well, that's up to them. One day the popularity contest is over and then yeah. you have to do the work, right? So yeah. I, I'm the same as you and I appreciate you being honest about that because I wanted the best, you know, jackets and the best brand names because it was all around me and I felt like I needed to fit in. I felt like when I had the the cheaper brand or the knockoff, I mean, my mom went thrift shopping, but back then that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. That wasn't cool to go thrift shopping. People would look at me weird. So I definitely resonate with that. I wanted to fit in, but I realized that that's pretty surface level. I had to come to that conclusion and realize that popularity and that, that fitting in is not going to get me very far. So then I went the opposite direction and I was like, I don't want to wear shoes. I don't even want to wear clothes. I was a barefoot hippie who didn't want any material things. So then I I went down that train for a while and I was living in Thailand, bare feet, nothing. I owned nothing. Now I have come to a place having experienced both desires mm. of balance. I just yeah. bought a brand new car that I'm really proud of because I made that money. But I also, if I want, I can just eat a bag of chips for lunch. I don't need the most fancy lunch. So I think everyone's individual needs and wants is really dependent on where they are. Yeah, And I think by default, we'll figure out that if we just keep attaining, attaining just to fit in, that doesn't last very long. I think everyone gets to that point when they're ready. Yes, I totally resonate with that. I just had to laugh so bad because my my way of re- like uh, my rebellion in this was, go- was going to Berlin and be like, no, you know, like Berlin hipster underground techno, like, no, I'm not, you know. And now I also came back into that um 
I feel like now I can look at wealth and luxury and abundance from a beauty point. You know, it's like, it's, it's beautiful. And I decide in my life, I, I want to experience that because I'm a soul playing on this human earth playground. So I want to experience that, you know, but it's not to prove anyone else. It's just for me because heck, I want to, you know, so how can people, I know we talked about it briefly before we started this conversation, but I'm having this a lot with my clients that are just starting out their business. They're like, I want to get into an abundance mindset and, you know, like all these things. But their reality looks so different from what they believe abundance looks like. So they judge themselves a lot and they're like, my 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 clients want to be in integrity a lot as well. So they're like, I don't want to fake anything, you know, but as a business owner, there's also this like kind of aspirational aspect to it. So you do have to, you know, like have a certain abundance in, in one way or another. So how can people start that? How can people get started with the the recalibration almost of that abundance mindset? Yes. Great question. So I actually, I just pulled out my phone because I literally read this five minutes before we jumped on and I want everyone to listen closely. Ready? So this is not my quote. This is someone else's. At some point, you got to be real with yourself about the gap between the life you want to live and the life that your daily habits are leading you toward. (gasps) Mic drop. (laughs) So good. Because look, I do believe in law of attraction because it has worked for me my whole life. But that doesn't mean I'm sitting around twiddling my thumb saying, please, God, universe, give me a brand new car. I had to work my butt off to get this car. But the thing that always stayed true was I never um, dropped belief. I always held belief. Up here, like I I was like, I am the queen of my life. I'm going to fucking do this. Whatever I set out to achieve, I'm going to achieve it. So for those listening who are new entrepreneurs, or maybe you want to be an entrepreneur and you're like, not sure what to do first. Look, the first, the first program I ever launched had two people interested, zero people signed up. And instead of being like, oh man, I suck. My program sucks. Everybody sucks. I said, okay, dust it off take a deep breath, try again. I just never let go of that belief. So I want everyone listening to just start with that self-belief. You have to believe in yourself as if you are the freaking queen of the universe and not in this elitist way, but in a way that you do know that you're, it's a miracle that you're even on this planet. I mean, don't get me started. The whole act of being born is a fucking miracle. So the fact that you're here means you can do anything you set your mind to. So you have to hold that belief. Even when times get dark and low, don't let go of that belief. Yes. And it is a decision. I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of times people are like, but how can I believe in myself? And it is a decision that you take. Uh, Yes, it is a choice. It's an, for me, it's a very conscious choice because the mind is so quick to say like, oh, I suck. I can't do it. But it's like, Mm -hmm. no, like it's okay. Mind you go off on a tantrum, but I'm going to believe in myself anyway. It's like with, I know you have a a small uh, daughter, right? As well. So for me, it's like with our kids, my daughter is three years old. So sometimes she'll throw a tantrum and then we'll keep going. It's the same with our minds. We just have to choose that the quote that you read is so accurate. It's we just have to choose to cultivate the habits that will lead us to the goals that we are having in life so what did you do what did you do what were the actual when you look back what are like the major shifts in habits or mindset or energy that led you to create the wealth and abundance that you experience today 
Yeah. So there's a couple main ones. The first one that comes to mind is when I went through severe trauma. So for those who don't know my story, I've lost every single one of my family members to death, my mom, my dad, and my only sibling, my younger sister. So not all at the same time, but in a span of eight years, they just dropped. So I'm not saying everyone here has lost anyone to that degree. If you have, my heart is with you. But if you've gone through any type of hardship or trauma in any capacity, use that and transmute that pain into your power. That's number one, because we've all been through something. We all have a story that that maybe times got really low. So use that time where shit would just hit the fan and transmute it into power. And some might say, well, how do I transmute it? It's a choice. Ding, ding, ding. It's a choice. You just choose it. You don't read a book that tells you how. You just one day wake up and say, I am the queen or king or leader of my own life. So using your pain, turning it into power. Another is keep learning. Honestly, I mean, keep fucking learning. Invest in yourself. Invest in programs, trainings. Go back to school. Buy books. Like, don't stop reading just because it's the digital age. Get a good old-fashioned, regular-ass book. You know, keep learning because the more you learn, it really sparks that creative, you know, inspiration. And then that's where you create these, whatever you're creating, a new business, a new offering, whatever it is. So I think transmuting pain into power and continuing to learn If you can do those two things and believe in yourself, anything's possible, honestly. Like I I traveled throughout my whole 20s around the whole world and mostly in, you know, third world countries. And I just would pop into a yoga school here. I took Thai massage. I learned Reiki. I just kept learning. And I didn't have a million bucks to do this, you guys. I had to borrow money. I mean, I know some people are scared to ask, but if you want something, Most of the time when you ask for it, the answer is yes. Even if you're just asking for a raise from your boss, you might be so fucking scared. But if you just ask, most of the time, the answer is yes. We're usually the ones in our own way. It's so true. Yes. And I really love that approach (laughs) because like there is so much of this like, just like, I don't know, like just imagine yourself surrounded by money, like more like fluffy, like light things are so out there, but it's like really when we take it to earth, when we take it to the ground, it's like, you got to do the freaking things, you know, like you got to believe in yourself. You got to learn, you got to transmute. So how does that transmutation look for you or for your clients because you said you're specialized in ptsd so i I can imagine there is a lot of transmuting happening there right yeah big time so it started with telling my story Mm. i was not afraid to show up online and say Mm. hey i'm really fucking sad today or i'm grieving or my sister just died i would just say it just like that my sister just died how a heroin overdose. And people might be shocked and go, oh my God, whoa, whoa, that's too much. But the more I tell my story, the more honest I show up, the more vulnerable I show up, that is a ripple effect. And then the people who are watching and listening are like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Whoa, Mm -hmm. I have chills. So yeah, the more vulnerable I show up, That is how I created rapport with my online community. And look, you can have the best strategy, the best systems, the best fucking graphic designer, whatever. But if you don't have a story, people are like, well, I'm going to buy from person A instead of you because I don't know you. 
So I think, I think my business got so successful so quickly because I was relatable. Mm. I wasn't just a coach or a therapist saying everything's rainbows. I was a coach and a therapist saying I'm fucking sad today. (laughs) Yeah. I love that so much. I literally like synchronicity. I literally just before hopping on, I shared a story um, on, on on Instagram because oftentimes we believe as as business owners and, and that just really ties in well with what you said that our life has to be this perfect thing in order to be aspirational. And I I have I'm honestly just stepping into that myself and showing myself in my messed upness because now I can hold myself in my messed upness and I know I'm worthy anyway, you know. And I can I, I know I'm teaching that to my clients now as well. It's that this life, like when you show up in your sadness, this is so empowering because you are like on the same playing with your clients but showing them the way out so you Mm. are still showing them like hey like I feel freaking sad today but I'm doing something about it I'm not like bathing in my own pain and like I don't know you know what I mean like again you're showing the choice that everyone has versus when you're like 50 million steps further ahead there's so little um connection to it so I really love what you're saying and it's about getting out of this this fear right so do you believe that the reason that you were able to share so vulnerable is because you accepted it so much for yourself because i feel like big fear oftentimes is like i'm not sharing this because i judge myself so do you think that this is a big part for you yeah i mean full truth losing someone a loved one to death so closely, you know, like I have with my whole family, and I'm sure people listening can relate. Maybe you have a friend or or whomever. For me, it was literally God or the universe or source shoving in my face. Life is short. Mm-hmm. It, it was literally shoved in my face. Anyone, including me, can die in an instant. I don't wish that upon anyone. And I hope I don't die after this call. I say that with with love, but I could, right? So I think my fear is pretty low. If there was a fear meter, it's pretty Mm -hmm. low because I understand the fragility of the human experience. Yeah. Wow. So powerful. It's fragile. And so I take chances all the time because, well, if I don't, you know, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think my fear, my fear meter is really low because I understand that it can all be taken away like that. So I know that death is a big topic. And for a lot of people, it's scary. And actually death used to be my biggest fear when I was a kid. And now I'm not afraid of it at all. Not even a little bit, not even a little bit, because I understand that we're all going to die one day. So You might be wondering, how does this tie into business and money? Well, if you understand how fragile the human experience is and that you can die in a moment or someone next to you can, then that should give you that push to just go out and do the thing that you want to do. Do you want to travel to fucking India? Then go. Do you want to start a business? Then do it. Do you want to show up online? Do it. Because fear is just a motherfucker. (laughs) Yes. Wow. This is so powerful. Wow. Do you think that you're this, because I know you do past life regressions. Do you feel like this has helped you to under to lose the, the, the fear of death as well? If you were like, 
knowing that there is past life, so there's going to be new lives? Yeah, I would say before past life regression, psychedelic medicine helped me yeah. also with the um, the fear around death because when done correctly, a psychedelic medicine and a psychedelic experience like psilocybin mushrooms or LSD acid or ayahuasca, something like this, um, it really strips you away from all of the humanness and the thoughts and the anxiety it strips you away so i would say that came first but then came past life regression and that just solidified and it's and it it expressed within me i should just live my best damn life right now yeah. because even when it's over it's not really over yeah you don't even you don't have to, you don't have to believe in heaven hell you don't even have to believe in reincarnation but when you think of the grand scheme of things, like when you zoom back, when you go to the NASA Instagram and look at mm -hmm. NASA and those pictures, face, we're so small, we're <laughs> yeah. so small, which means our problems are so tiny. So just throw that shit in the trash. I cuss a lot. Sorry, guys. Throw the problem <laughs> in the trash and go, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to just go for it because I love that. I love that. And um, one of my, I've been practicing uh, plant medicine for many, many years now. And one of the first messages she gave me was, I literally just like experienced us all humans, like we're here to play on this earth, you know, like we're here to enjoy this life to, as a human soul, you don't have the senses, you cannot taste, you cannot feel, you cannot love. And so like we're here just just use that experience you know and just just play with it and enjoy it and i think that you're such a beautiful embodied inspiration of how like there has been really like bad shit happening to you you know and you are so full of joy of for life so it's so beautiful to witness that and to see how you're like you you transmuted that and to see how brave you are in sharing that with the world as well so thank you for that for sure <laughs> I mean thank you and I'm totally menstruating right now so I'm like getting emotional because it's just so <laughs> it's really beautiful to be seen I really appreciate that because yeah. am I sad often yeah I am I, do I think about the fact that my parents left me and do I have abandonment um, stuff that I'm working through? A hundred percent. I don't even have my sibling anymore. So mm -hmm. do I feel anger? Do I feel discomfort all the time? On Instagram, you might see me posting funny things and beautiful things, but um, the, the polarity is real. Just mm -hmm. because I, I got a new car and I'm like, yay, doesn't mean that I have days where I just want to say fuck everything. So yeah. I, I hope that you guys listening hear that that it's just a balance and that actually the road to success and abundance and wealth through the traumas through the ups and the downs you're gonna have to get uncomfortable if you want yeah. big things in your life big things don't come easy and if yeah. they do then it's probably not worth it big things are kind of hard to find and hard to get but once you do you almost feel like you climbed a mountain like you climbed mount everest and you're like yes i did that yeah Yes. And one thing that comes to my mind with that is that there's this concept I always had in my mind. It's like when I go through like really tough stuff and like all this pain, like let's make it mean something, you know, like so I don't have to just be with that pain. Let's use it. Let's transform its karma in some way and make something good out of it, you know. And that's mm -hmm. like also in business, it's like all that 
shit that happened to you, all that pain that you're experiencing, like how can you use that to help other souls through their own journey and transmuting your own pain, making it mean something. So it's not just that you have to feel it, but making it mean something and use that actually to then create the joy and the abundance in life. I think that's a magic of life where it's like when we talk about this, this, the spectrum almost, it's like it's pain and, and joy is on the same spectrum almost, right? So it's just like using one side of it, and you can't see me if you're listening to a podcast, but using like one side of it and transforming it to, to move over to the other side. I, I really love that. So what are some tools that you recommend someone in that stage? Like if we're like, there, I can imagine our listeners be like, okay, sounds nice, girls, but what do I do? You know, I'm here yeah. with my pain. How do I transmute it? What's an actual thing that I can do? Oh my gosh. If you're going through pain and you want to transmute that into change, tell your story, talk to someone yeah. about it, write an Instagram post about it. I do want to touch on the fact that I hear this often where people, clients, and students of mine will say, well, I'm not healed. How can I heal someone else? Mm. And I just want to give them a big fat hug because healed is not a place that we get to. Healed is not a destination and we just arrive like, okay, I made it. I'm healed. Healed is a lifelong journey until the day we die. We are healing. It's a, it's an ongoing process. So have I helped heal thousands of people? Yes, I have. Am I healed to the maximum amount? No, I'm still working on myself. I have a therapist. I do this. I do that. So I firmly believe in therapy. Mm. firmly believe in therapy. Everyone in the whole world could use a therapist and some people who don't don't feel comfortable with that. It's just having a bestie that you talk to Mm. and you can be honest with and a bestie that doesn't judge you. So therapy, hypnotherapy, of course. So going into the subconscious and really finding out what is stuck in that subconscious mind, because if when you do hypnosis and excavate what's in the subconscious, then shit really starts to change. (laughs) Yeah. I think journaling, journaling is fantastic Mm. because that's your own way. That's sort of a hypnotic technique. Also, when you journal, you're just getting stuff like unstuck out of the subconscious. You're getting it out on paper movement. I think travel is really important. Go pop yourself into a third world country and then just find your way. I think when we get uncomfortable and out of our routine, it teaches us something plant Mm -hmm. medicine, have good friends around you. Um, realize if you have bad habits, are you eating poorly? Are you drinking lots of alcohol? Like realize what can you change about you? And I promise you things in your life will just start falling into place. Yes, they are. And I want to touch on that because I hear that from my clients so much as well. And I think that I I always say like, if you are going through it, you are the most qualified person to lead another person through it. Because if you're like, if you don't struggle, for example, with self-confidence, how are you going to know how someone is feeling that struggles with self-confidence, right? So I think always that while we're going through it, obviously, like, we have to share it from a place of empowerment, not like from, I want to have pity, you know, (laughs) Um, but it's so we can share what we're going through and use that as, as the modality itself almost. What is it something that comes up a lot in the subconscious? Like what are some of the blocks that maybe people are not so aware of that really keep, if we tie back to abundance a little bit more, that, that show up where people reject abundance from their own life? So from the ages zero to eight, 
So in utero to around eight, eight and a half years old, we are in a natural state of hypnosis. So you hear this statement all the time. Kids are like sponges. They're taking it all in. Well, yes, that's true because you're actually in hypnosis. And all that means is you're more suggestible. Hypnosis is just how suggestible you are. So the ways in which this these abundance blocks show up in our adult lives is tied to maybe when you were four or five or six, maybe your parents said to you, we can't afford that. Or no, you can't have that because that's too expensive. Or money doesn't grow on trees. Just these statements alone got stuck or they got implanted into the subconscious. So now we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, and we're walking around and we want to have money, but we don't realize that we actually are replaying that statement on repeat in our subconscious mind. Yes. That and is- people are like, well, I don't remember my mom or dad saying that or my guardian saying that. Well, that's why you do hypnosis because we go down and we look and then all of a sudden, oh shit, that memory from when I was four just popped up that time where we didn't have enough money to eat dinner that day. And they're, yes. they're like, oh my God, I haven't thought of that memory in so long. So then we work with that memory. Yes. I uh, I don't even know if it was with Leo. I was working with Leo Max. I don't know if you know him. Um, I don't even know if it was with him or before that even. But um, there was this like one memory once that came up and that was like four years or five. No, maybe a little older, six years old. And I just saw my mom asking my dad for money, you know, like it because my 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 mom also worked, but she didn't earn so much. So it was always like the dynamics in our house was that she had to ask my dad and he would mm. always give it to her. But there was this thing of I have to ask and kind of like justify why I want another, I don't know, 500 euros, you know? And I realized in my adult life, like I replayed that with my husband where I, 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 like I put myself in that state and I got so unhappy with it until I realized that I was doing it. I was like, holy shit, like I'm dropping out of this. Like we're not doing this anymore. But these are the dynamics, as you said, like that we recreate. So I found myself 100% financially dependent on my husband because um, newly born daughter, like I was, I was just... Uh, how do you say like a new mom um, living in a country? I'm living in Argentina. I'm from Germany. So I was like a hundred percent, like a hundred percent dependent on him. And these are, it's so funny, you know, because it's not a conscious choice that I made, but this is how our subconscious mind guides and, and builds our life without us even knowing. Like I, I, and I had so many realizations since I'm working with a subconscious. I'm also um, learning about hypnosis, NLP and all of that. So I had so many realizations how, how my childhood memories actually affected my adult life so freaking much. Mm-hmm. So what did you do um, when you first saw that? So I know now you're trained in hypnosis and I can imagine you used a lot of hypnosis, maybe even on your own for like reprogramming. And I see you're nodding for those that that cannot see her. But what did you do back then? So when you're when you're deciding, I wanted to go out, like when you started to realize there are patterns that are not leading you to abundance, what did you do back then? Wow. Well, I'm going to get real, real with you guys. I had right. to check myself. I had to check myself. And this is not to talk badly upon anyone in my past or anything in my past because it all got me to this point. But I had to check in and go, is who I'm surrounding myself with the people that are 
supporting my future vision? Are my habits that I'm choosing to do supporting my future vision? Are are the people I'm dating supporting my future vision? All of these things. So it takes, I call it Buddha level. So Buddha level (laughs) self-awareness is like 100. So Buddha level self-awareness, you have to really look inward or I'll say we, we have to look inward and look at what can I change about me? Because it can be really easy to look outward and say, oh, it's that person's fault or that person's fault. So before I was even trained in hypnotherapy, I had to just come to this moment of I'm broke as hell, but I know that I want money and abundance. I know that I want freedom and security. I know that I want a baby. I wanted all these things. And I had to just check myself. I'm like, well, what the hell am I doing that's blocking me? So I made a lot of changes. I really did clean up my side of the street. So it can be really challenging, you guys, because we have to hold that mirror up and look. And that can be kind of painful and go, oh, shit, I'm the middle of the tornado. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And I think that is such an important point, taking self-responsibility for where you are and where you're wanting to go. Holy shit. Like, this is... We are always trying to look for like the magical thing, you know, like the, I don't know, magical binaural beat for abundance or I don't know what, you know, like we're always trying to find these solutions on the outside while really it's like, it's us. It's, we have to take responsibility. Everything that is in your life, in our life right now, it's because we have created it. Like we are at the center of it all. So If it's not how you want it, then, well, you have to change it. But it's not serving you to just sit there and be like, I want to, I don't know, like, how can I manifest the thing? You have to go up and do it, right? So you have to take the responsibility for it. And I really love how you say that because it's so... I love that because it's so hands down because I feel like so many, especially in my community, they're so tired of, like, the whole be your highest self kind of thing when it's really around, like, just take responsibility for your human self, right? Well, you you can't, I don't love the word can't, but it's very challenging to be your highest self and call in the things that you want. If you're hanging out with the old version of you and the old life and the old people and the old habits, I say this all the time, but if you want to up level, you have to get rid of the old and that can be painful. I talk about pain a lot because it's a part of life. So you might have to shed some friends. You might even have to break up with your lover, maybe a divorce. I don't know. Don't go divorce your person right now. Think about it. (laughs) But if you know, if you know that something is like, feels like a leech and it's on you, you have to make room for the new. I say it all the time. You can't bring all this shit with you into the future version of you. You have to leave some stuff behind so then you can up level. So even if you're calling in money, and you're doing all of the things and it's not coming in, I want you to check in with yourself and go, okay, what can I release with love today? I need to let go of something with love today so I can start calling in those bigger paychecks tomorrow. Yes. I feel like there's two things coming up. One is most of the time it's releasing inside things, right? Most of the time I feel like it's like self-critic, self-doubts. I know that I for certain had a a pattern of keeping myself in a state of confusion in my business, you know, like always doubting, oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? And it's not serving me. So letting that go, you know, like oftentimes it's internal things. And there's this really beautiful book. I don't know if you know it. Have you read It's Not Your Money by Tasha Silver? 
No, Mm-mm. she is incredible. So I always recommend my clients to read her first book first, which is um, Outrageous Openness. And mm-hmm. she talks a lot about this concept that money, it's not your money, it's God's money. So like you have to make room for it and not, it's not your business that will bring in money. It's not your client, it's God. And you just have to do your stuff, you know, you just have to open up the pathways basically. And even stuff like, actually going into your home and releasing stuff there can be so powerful i know that when i did that i called in a a, um high ticket client that like in the next week so these are the things that sometimes we know i have to clean out my closet or something and we don't do it but these are the Mm -hmm. things that just also create momentum to to just become that like create space for the new and become that next version of ourselves right so the question that came up is how do you trust yourself in that process how do you trust yourself in letting go the things that you believe don't serve you anymore you I'm smiling because my, it's like, I almost come back with, well, how do you not trust yourself? I don't think any decision, decision, I don't think any decision is a bad decision unless you are literally going and hurting someone or hurting yourself or purposely causing, you know, ruckus around no decision is a bad decision and nothing is a mistake because even if you make a decision oops, that didn't work. Okay. Well then you, you learned something. Yeah. So I think the trust should always be there regardless. I think the, we going back to the fear, people say, well, what if I make the wrong choice or what if someone judges me or what if I, what if, what if, what if, okay. Yeah, sure. What if, <laughs> and they're like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, big deal. Okay. No big deal. Okay. Move on. So yeah. have I made mistakes in my business? Yes. Have I made mistakes in life? Oh, oh yeah. But I learned from it and, and it got me here. So the trust should always be there again, unless you're like a total fucking jerk and you're doing bad things, then anything you do is going to just be the journey to getting you to where you're trying to go. Yes. Oh, I love that. Uh, that's so beautiful. And I feel like it's, it's a perfect time to like wrap this conversation up. I feel so motivated. I'm like, I'm going to get off yes. this call and like do stuff. Um, so tell us, what? how can people find you? How can people work with you? Is there something that you're like, I know there is. That's why I'm asking, like launching right now. <laughs> Share yeah. everything. Yeah. So NikkiCosmo.com. That's N-I-K-I-C-O-Z-M-O. And the same. I'm on Instagram a lot. That's probably the best place to get a hold of me. It's just at Nikki Cosmo. And there are two things coming up. So starting in about six days, I guess it depends on when we launch this episode. Um, my past life regression training is starting up. And in the beginning of 2023 is my certification for hypnotherapy. So those who are interested in the subconscious mind and getting certified in this kind of work, um, that is the second cohort is starting in 2023. So pop on over, say hi, and let's chat. Amazing. I'll also drop all of the links in the show notes so you guys can just scroll up, I guess, and like look in the show notes. So thank you so much, Nikki, for being here. I enjoyed this conversation so much. Thank you so much. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day and we'll meet back here in the next episode. Hello, my love. 
Thank you so much for sharing this beautiful time with us today. It means really so much for me to have you here. And that is exactly why I also have a little favor to ask you. You know, I'm creating this podcast to be of your service, to serve you. So there's two little things that you can do to support me in bringing the good stuff your way. One of that is shooting me a direct message, letting me know what your biggest outtake was, letting me know what you really loved about this episode. And the other thing is to leave me a little five-star review if that feels in alignment or even taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it to your story so that we can share this message with more people. So if you believe that these transmissions that come through this portal of this podcast are supposed to reach more souls, then please go ahead and share it with your community. And it means so much to me. Thank you. I love you. I see you. I honor you. I am you. And I am so excited to welcome you back here next week. Bye-bye.